You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And as always, I've got my gracious co-host, the uh, the incredible, the incredible Chris? No, Chris the creator, who also happens to be incredible. <laughs> Cossidus, how are you doing, sir? What's up, man? I'm doing great, homie. How about you? I'm doing all right. I guess I just, I was, must have been in, in imbued with the, the essence of Ignacio there. Because he always used to screw up his... His little call sign greeting, or he forgot to introduce himself all the time. So that's a shout out to Ig. Uh, bring it back, old school, old school uh, CBC. We've got a lot to cover. Um, that's a true statement. Not quite as true as maybe the last podcast where there was a thousand things to talk about. But in lieu of a thousand things, we have you know like a hundred things to talk about. Still and alive. on the back end of it, we're bringing back. An old uh, CBC fan favorite, the Ooh. game show that has not sweeped the nation, has not swept the nation, I guess I should say. Uh, I'm talking about... <laughs> the game show nobody asked yeah, for. Yeah, the one that nobody asked for and nobody listens to, but we do it anyway. Uh, what they do, or what he do, or what she do, but what they do. Uh, and we'll get into more uh, about that game, maybe bring everyone up to speed as to how that's been, how that, what the rules are. And so on. We'll get that on the back end. Let's jump into it now. Uh, we've got a couple of cool trailers uh, this week. Or in the last Starting in the trailer park. Yeah, trailer park right off the bat, man. Uh, you know, get a lawn chair and a, a glass of watered-down lemonade. Yeah. We're heading some, lo- some Lone Star. There you go. Get a case, get a case of Lone Star to start the night. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if that's how you want to live your life. Uh, you that's know, all we can afford. Don't, you know. Sure. Uh, we got a really cool one, and uh, this this movie I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the original, the, the 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 first film of this series came out, I think, in 2015. It was sort of a surprise hit. Um, you know, people really seemed to like it, and it did well financially. Henceforth, they're making a sequel, Kingsman 2, The Golden Circle. Uh, this is the second film by Matthew Vaughn, uh, who did X-Men... I want to say he did X-Men First Class. He did Kingsman. Um, and this is a great trailer. But, the, you know, the thing, before we really kind of jump into it, the thing I want to uh, say here is that you see these action sequences in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they over the top. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not, they're like in the same realm of like Fast and the Furious. Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're insane. Just with like a British suit on, though. But it looks good. Like he knows yeah. how to do action, and I really, really, I would love to see him do like a like another proper X Men film. Like, you know, get Brian Singer off of it. Let's let's get Matthew Vaughn to do some some X Men or a Fantastic Four movie. Hmm. Like let Matthew Vaughn do it. I think if anyone can can revitalize that dead horse, it might be Matthew Vaughn. Anyway, let's let's go through the trailer real quick. Um, so we see Eggsy right at the beginning, right? So the, the protagonist character from the first film, uh, he looks like he's settled into his secret agent ways. Um, we've got Merlin there, 
uh, right off the bat, their their little uh, stronghold, the, the house that kind of looks like Xavier's Institute for Gifted Children, uh, wouldn't you know it gets blown up? Man, those things just, they attract missiles. If you're like a Victorian old house mansion thing, you're going to get blown up in a movie. I mean, that's 100% going to happen. Uh, so then, uh, you know, we, we get to inter- we get introduce some other characters very quickly. We see Lady Eggsy, Miss Miss Eggsy or whatever. We get like a female Eggs. Okay, <laughs> that, sure. That, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, it's 2017. We, we can roll with that. That's cool. Uh, we got that. We um, we get some real quick cuts where you see Halle Berry. Um, you see uh, Channing Tatum. You see Jeff Bridges as, like, they're called statesmen, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to Kingsman. It's like the American version, I guess, maybe. Kind of just cowboys. Kind of cowboys. Kind of just Texans, though. Kind of just... They should just call them Lone Stars. Ooh. Right? Huh. That'll work. Or, I mean... Or rank. You know, I know what they're going for with the Kingsman statesman thing. Yeah, they're yeah. Like wranglers, you know, lone stars. I think that would have been more appropriate. Anyway, we we get treated to them real quick. Uh, there's a a really big action sequence uh, with like in the Alps. You see a car go underwater. Uh, so this movie's just all over the place. I mean, and that's that's the thing. But again, like Fast and the Furious, um, nothing is too ridiculous in this universe to happen which is great oh we see we see a dude with a robotic arm (laughs) doing a doing a scorpion move get over here you know like you got a metal arm (laughs) cool right um all right peter um what else did i miss anything is that pretty much it oh i mean the big reveal yeah ben kenobi (laughs) <laughs> he's back. He's back. I'm not. Alan Guinness. Character. Al Guinness. Alan <laughs> Guinness. Alan Guinness. From beyond the grave. Rise. <laughs> uh, we get at the very end. Um, uh, and, ah, what's his name? Colin Firth. Colin man. Firth. I, just, I wanted to say Rupert Firth. Rupert. Not, wow. Rupert Firth. It's not his name. So I mean. I, I could have forgiven Odin because he's got one eye now, but man, he sounds Rupert Firth though. Legit sounds like a British <laughs> dude's name. Come on, Rupert Firth, right? Yeah, but and you gotta imagine that's how they view Americans. Uh, American name? You mean like Tommy Jameson? Yeah. Or, or no, I, that sounds really fucking Irish. What I'm saying. Uh, Tommy like Johnson, Joe Tommy Johnson, Smith, something. Yeah, Bobby Smith. There you go. Bobby Smith. Um, yeah, but we get treated to Colin Firth. He's back after eating a bullet to the face. <laughs> Courtesy of Samuel L. Jackson in the first movie. So, I mean, spoilers, I guess, but if you've seen the trailer, like, it's there. Yeah. Uh, That's, like, the worst-kept secret about this movie. Uh, I believe there was a movie poster that was released earlier in the year or or late last year that had, like, his glasses, but with, like, a shattered lens. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, okay, well... (laughs) Now I'm I'm actually a little torn here, and I want your thoughts on this. But um, uh-huh. I loved Colin Firth in the first movie. Uh, he's really knocked it out of the park. If you didn't think he could do action sequences, he he really crushed it. And not only that, arguably the best single fighting sequence in a film I've ever seen in the church scene in yeah. Kingsman um, with uh, I think it was Freebird playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. That scene is in 
tense. <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah, it, I mean, if we get more of that, I mean, that's great. But I kind of thought that it really served the story well when he was killed. Like, you weren't expecting it, especially not the way he died. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it I, th- I felt like it really served the story. So to bring him back is a bit of a cheat to me. What is are your thoughts? Ner- yeah, yeah. Initially, might be too narratively convenient um, because you got to figure, did he get turned somehow? Is he now like a bad guy in some sort of way? Um, but no, I, I kind of agree with the first part uh, of what you said. I agree with most of what you said, uh, <laughs> 95%. But uh, yeah, I, he really... It's the whole Liam Neeson transformation, right? Like he was known for being a dramatic actor. He was known for being, you know, very good, kind of like just in dramas, um, like you know, Oscar-worthy movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the action that he has the caliber to play this sort of action hero, and it's, it's believable. I, you kind of don't want to give that up as a director or a writer. So I could see how they bring him back for sure. Uh, plus the star power and all that. You got to have somebody to, you know, a big an A-lister name attached to it. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of... Whoa, 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 wait. Big diss to Halle Berry. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just Where's just... she been for the that's, last... <laughs> that's true, though. I'll, I'll call her out. She's still, she's still been... riding on those Catwoman residuals. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. She gave us Catwoman. <laughs> Fuck you, Halle Berry. I'm calling you out. Well, mad. Well, mad. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> no, fair. no, no. Yeah, I mean, current A-listers. I'm sorry. I didn't specify. Whoa, shots fired to Channing Tatum. <laughs> Channing Tatum, come get some. <laughs> What's up, Magic Mike? I see you out there. Oh, uh, man, G.I. Joe this. Um, <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. I, I Yeah, I, I think you made a, a great point there. It's a good, it's such a cool toy in that character to play with yep. that you want to go back to it. I, here's my theory real quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm going robot. I'm going spy Ooh. robot, like, like an android. Okay. And he's actually working for whoever the villain is, and that was probably Julianne Moore. Actually, that's another person that's in this movie. Julianne Moore, I, I think, is going to be the the villain in this in this movie. I, I'm going to go android, and he's been programmed to, you know, kind of Trojan horse his way through there. All right. Yeah. No, I dig that. Which sounds insane, but again, in this universe, <laughs> totally something that could happen. And and I wouldn't even be mad at it, you know, like depending on how right. they pull it off. Yeah, no, because this, this, these movies definitely kind of draw from the, the campy James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they pull it off, though. I mean, it's really entertaining. It's really fun to watch. Um, no, these are like the, the very camp side of the spy thriller type stuff. Not like, you know, Jason Bourne or uh, right. the recent Bonds. And for those of you out there that are listening to this and like, or, you know, think that we're just full of it, I want to draw attention to the the third act in the first film, where everyone's heads were blowing up, yeah, and like like confetti smoke was coming out of their necks. Yeah, for, uh, forget the assassin with the artificial with the knives for legs. Yeah, knife the knife legs. Um, yeah, old knifey McKnifferson. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a really cool trailer. Again, Matthew Vaughn really has an aesthetic for action and he he's really good at it i i just want him i want to see him do a lot of stuff i'd love to see him do a ghost rider film i think that would be cool actually this is total science agent i want to see justin lynn who who basically Ooh. revitalized the fast and the furious franchise yeah, yeah and helped make it into the juggernaut that it is now i want to see him do a ghost rider film 
Hell yeah. I want to see Justin Lin do a Ghost Rider film. I know that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. Like uh, the Robbie, Robbie Ramirez one? Yeah, the Robbie Reyes. Th- that one too. That one too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes. A thousand percent yes. Um, any final thoughts on the Kingsman Golden Circle trailer? Uh, I'm wondering which uh, Star Wars actor is going to be in this one. Because Mark Hamill was in the first one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Chewbacca. Nice. Not even Peter, not even Peter Mayhew, just the... No, nah, man. I mean, we saw the scene where they're like in the Alps, right? Like, there's yeah. just snow. <laughs> <laughs> he could just be there. He, he's just looking for a jacket. Yeah, he, he's cold. <laughs> That's not how the Force works. <laughs> okay, moving moving on. Um, I'm starting to like this guy. <laughs> moving on. All right, first of all, you guys out there in the CBCU, you called me out. Someone got a hold of me. Set me straight, and Ooh. I appreciate it. That's we are accountable here on comic book characters. Sometimes we get stuff wrong. We're mostly talking off the top of our heads, and a lot of people would say out of our asses as well. Um, so the top, of the, the top of our ass, not you know, it's a well-informed ass. So I talked. We talked about uh, Cloak and Dagger and New Warriors uh, being optioned for a TV network by the name of the Freedom Channel. And we went on a tangent as to how their logo should probably play out. <laughs> Turns out it's actually Freeform. Freeform, oh, Freeform. channel. Which, But I was oh. right. It used to be ABC Family. Okay, so oh, that part was Freeform? right. Freeform? But I don't... It what? just lost so much, like, strength. I like Freedom. I actually like Freedom Channel as a, as a idea better. I don't know why. Right? Freeform. I guess Freeform. they're trying to be, like, creative, like... Uh, it's gonna be the logo now is like instead of like an eagle like fucking a books or something it's gonna be like a an amoeba yeah it is it's gonna be like this nondescript thing right yeah yeah with with some thick glasses on kind of like just like uh, i don't know (laughs) Uh, fourth year i'm still undecided oh Uh, wow uh (laughs) so anyway it is freeform but we actually did get to see the cloak and dagger trailer the first trailer for that particular show that's going to be on Freeform. Um, I'll go ahead and let you give your initial thoughts on this one, Chris, first. Or I'm not going to let you, but, like, I mean, I am going to let you. But you, <laughs> please, sir, you, <laughs> you will speak when I say <laughs> No, please provide your thoughts first. My, arti- my artisanal thoughts? Yeah, sure. Uh, homegrown. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, Cloak and Dagger came out. Uh, long trailer instead of these like really quick ones we see nowadays um usually because i guess iron fist didn't have too much material to actually show but whatever um (laughs) so it starts off as very very kind of young demographic kind of show uh we get introduced to the characters uh forgive me if i forget but trish is that her name it's it's like it's something weird and it starts with a t but it's like it's like trini or it's like it yeah. is something weird. It, I, not I'll, try to, I'll try to look it up. It's no, it's like a weird name. Yeah. Um, we were just in the trailer park. It's tra- it's kind of a trailer park name. That's what kind of struck me. <laughs> struck that's me actually that's first. actually what I thought too. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna look it up while you while you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the uh, speed. The two main characters. <laughs> we can introduce them. One's a you know girl, blonde girl. One's a black guy. They're in high school, and but we also get flashbacks of them as kids. And, you know, some sort of accident happens to them. Uh, we get kind of like a little bit of a story here. Like they meet at a party. They kind of get, they kind of want to know each other's names. Uh, they don't really remember 
anything from previous uh, events. By the way, um, just real quick, Tandy, yeah. Tandy, Tandy, and Tyrone. Is... Tandy and Tyrone. Okay. Yeah. T- man, Tandy. Yeah. See, I knew it was something weird. That's like a computer from the eighties. It is. Um, at any rate, uh, they go through their high school life, and it, again, it's just a really, really young kind of show. I mean, I, I guess we're going to that trend now. Uh, the older, the older sect has, I guess, the, <laughs> the Generation Xers and the first wave millennials have the MCU. But it's only for the new kids. The, yeah, the, the second wave millennials, all the new ones, um, they have the shows. And that's what they're really caring to, it looks like. Uh, they, their, their lives are very, you know, they're melodramatic. They're kind of drama-filled, as teenagers' lives tend to be. And, and by, by the middle of this trailer, we kind of get a sense of, like, they're not normal. Her hand's kind of glowing. Uh, she should have been Iron Fist instead of Danny Rand. Um, Danny Rand. <laughs> My name is Danny Rand. Damn it. <laughs> and we don't really get a sense of what his power is too much, but they do have powers. He kind of wakes up with a cloak on one day. He, bro- um, he broods a lot. He, he does brood. Um, Some hardcore bro- brooding. <laughs> Towards the end of the trailer, we get kind of a like a crystal coming out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, when Tandy is kind of getting confronted by somebody... And then um, we also get a shot of, of both of them. I think I think both of them uh, behind the uh, logo for uh, or behind the sign for the Rock Song Corporation. Right, so, which has been peppered in and out, th- you know, pretty much throughout all of the MCU stuff. Yeah, like that, that's you see it in the background in a lot of stuff. So the focus for, for me, at least, the focus was on their teenagers. They have you know teenage struggles, and on top of that, the, on top of that, they have these really weird superhero concerns going on. Um, so it looks like it's very kind of teen centric. Uh, Centric effort for this one. Yeah, one thing that really caught me by surprise with this trailer is it almost feels like a Netflix series. Like it, yeah, it's very kind of dark and way more serious than I thought it was gonna be. Um, it, it does have a little bit of like the OC, like those kind of teen soap operas uh, from the t- earlier two thousands. It has that kind of feel to it, but th- this trailer really paints the show as just way, way more serious. Mm-hmm. than I was ever anticipating. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm I'm not right. really sure. I mean, they definitely have a vision with this, and they, yeah. they have a direction that they know they want to go in. I I hope it pays off. It looks interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hmm. it's really going to... You don't really get a lot of sense of how, you know, the ability of the two, uh, the two leads, how well they act or their chemistry yeah. with one another. And that, to me... This show, more than anything else, that is going to determine whether this show succeeds or fails. Yeah, that's that's a real concern. Like, because they're the, when they kind of told each other the names real quick, it was like, ah, that's it's not much there. But again, it's like three seconds; so you can't really determine too yeah. much. Uh, forgive, forgive me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the original of a Poker Dagger were they a little bit older? Yeah, I mean, I think I think in the comics they're like in their twenties. Yeah, and I know that their uh, powers were a result of like drug. Uh, drug experiments from a corporation, right? Right. I, I, my, and in some instances, like, I know, oh, boy, here we go. Nerd Minute. <laughs> in the Ultimate Marvel Universe, uh, in the Ultimate Spider-Man storyline, they are experimented on from the Roxxon Corporation, uh-huh. um, which is also how uh, Peter, uh, Peter Parker gets clones made of himself. It's through the same genetic... Experimentation. Wow. Yeah, you brought up the Clone the- Saga. Oh, mm, wow. I sure did. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think this show actually has a lot of potential off that trailer. I definitely didn't hate it. 
Yeah, no. Uh, it, I might take a, you know, if you have to like read Shakespeare or whatever, it takes you a minute to get adjusted to the language and stuff. For me, watching this, I might take me a little bit to get used to <laughs> the demographic they're going for. All the teen but, slang and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it looks good. It looks good, though. Like, her powers are kind of, like, light-based and, like, you know, like, like brightness-based. I wonder if at any point she's going to be, or he's going to look at her and be like, you're lit, baby. Or that's oh, no. lit. Or, like. I was, because, see, the initial joke I was going to go for is, like, man, you like a light bright. So, so but that's too, that's too that's, far back. Yeah, man, nobody knows what that is anymore. No, you went too far back. Um, okay, well, I mean, he, the only problem with this is if the show ends up being good, that's another thing to watch and keep track of. <laughs> the backlog just keeps going. Ugh, yeah, it's rough. Um, so privileged. Uh, <laughs> okay, jumping on to the movie scene. Jump uh, on it. Fo- uh, Fox is, they're going big, man. You know, one thing, they're not afraid to, to swing, uh, swing big and swing hard because... Not, not only are they releasing one film, Deadpool two, Deadpool two, which we already knew about. They're also releasing New Mutants and X Men Dark Phoenix. What? Also, those are all coming out next, next year. Next year. Next year. That's that's really ambitious. Um, the new, shotgun approach. New Mutants literally comes out in less than a year from now, April thirteenth. <laughs> Has it even started production? <laughs> I, I maybe. I don't. I feel like we haven't talked about it before. So, I mean, but I. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's gonna be very new. So we got that on April thirteenth. New Mutants. Deadpool two comes out uh, June first, and then X Men Dark Phoenix comes out November second. Hmm. Um, real, know, real quick. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt your thought, but real quick, uh, going back to Cloak and Dagger. Uh, do you get that kind of vibe? Because I kind of did for whatever reason that there might be Inhumans in this version. They might try to weave all that into it. it and extrapolating, continuing on to that. Uh, do you think they're worried about their license running out, Fox? With with all these new, with all these mutant movies coming out. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know how that works for them. Like, I know. I mean, I know they have the rights, but I don't know if like they necessarily have to do specific teams of characters in order to renew mm. those characters, or if it's just supposed to be mutants altogether. Um, that's a good point. Um, well, touching on to the Cloak and Dagger thing real quick, uh, I think it's definitely possible. I'm really curious what they're going to do, because they have that Inhumans TV show that's also coming out that's mm-hmm. going to debut in IMAX. That's ambitious. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my, my TV is only 30 inches. I don't know. <laughs> so I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I would say it's at least on the table, mm-hmm. the, uh, the inhumans angle. They definitely could, could do it pretty easily. I don't know. I don't know. And then we also, and this isn't even on our ledger thing here, but you know, there's word that this might be the last season of agents of shield. Oh, right. So, but Hey, what if, what if, okay. So let's say they do cancel agents of shield. But then what if you take those characters and they cameo in Cloak and Dagger oh. somewhere down the line? All right. Right? I mean, that's the kind of cool thing. And I don't think they really take advantage of this, or they haven't yet at least. You don't it, – let's say you have a show for a season or two with Marvel. I mean, even if it doesn't succeed on its own, you could always still use those characters later. Like either put them in one of the movies 
or put them on a different show as in cameo roles or supporting mm-hmm. roles. You don't have to just like wipe the slate clean and pretend it never happened. Like, why be conformed and uh, confined by like, seasons, man? And why, why can't it be a free form of expression? The worst. The worst. We got totally <laughs> off topic here. Back to the Fox X Men movies. Um, which of the three are you? I mean, Deadpool 2, right? But which of the three are you most looking forward to? Deadpool 2. Okay. Uh, other than that, uh, man, I don't know. With X Men, it's kind of like, they've really run that franchise down. So I'm almost ready for the New Mutants to come in. Yeah, I'm gonna go New Mutants. There's yeah, some, yeah, a little bit more promise there, I think. I think so. I'm I'm right I'm right there with you. Like Logan was great. Uh, Logan was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Days of Future Past I liked a lot. Yeah. Apocalypse was. It like, had Quicksilver in it. Yeah, that it, scene uh... was cool. It's just there's <laughs> there's a lot going on there that I didn't like, and uh, you know, so I'm not as. I'm not as eager about this one. I'm not as mm. I'm not anticipating this one as much. The Dark Phoenix. It's a good story. They totally they totally effed it up in uh in X Men oh, last three in the last stand. Yeah, ugh. So it's got to be the bar is real low, guys. The <laughs> bar is real freaking low. Like, please clear that bar. It's on the ground. Just walk over it, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think New Mutants. I mean, hell, the word news in the title. <laughs> Maybe it'll be exciting, new and exciting, new and improved. Ah, oh. one can hope. One can hope. Uh, so yeah, uh, all you listeners out there, CBCers, let us know uh, who you think or which movie you most looking forward to. Obviously, we all know it's Deadpool two, beyond Deadpool two, between New Mutants and Dark <laughs> Phoenix. Which one are you more looking forward to, and why? I want to see how many times it killed Jean Grey. <laughs> I, I miss Game of Thrones. I just want more. <laughs> Well, Sophie Turner. <laughs> Sansa just has to just. <laughs> I just want her to have a horrible time in this one too. Oh man, it's rough, rough season this last season. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now it's time for probably our best known segment here on Comic Book Characters, and that is, of course, Casting Corner. Um, we're actually starting off with well, not so much a casting thing. But it's still, you know, like rumor development. And again, DC EU news that might not suck. Huh? Record scratch? We just try to report on what's actually happening. We're not trying to be mean to DC. I'm well... ready to tell you, I'm kind of on board with this, and I'll tell you what the news is. Apparently, none other than Robert Zemeckis is being mm. rumored mm-hmm. to possibly direct the Flash movie. Robert wow. Zemeckis, for those who are unaware, the director of Back to the Future and the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, and Forrest Gump, among a, among a few other things. Very uh, veteran director, but some would say a fantastic director. Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time, so he's definitely up there for me. Uh, what do you think about Robert Zemeckis possibly directing Flash? Can he write that ship? Yeah. Um, again, this is not a, a property I had too much familiarity with, like be it in their uh, TV form or kind of the confusing Justice League iteration that's going on right now. But um, yeah, no, I, the Flash animated form Flash I'm very familiar with. Uh, so yeah, I think he, there's a lot of material that he could work with. He definitely knows how to, I, I guess, just. The time travel in Back to the Future was kind of straightforward enough. 
um, if they kind of want to get funky with it. I'm sure he's okay with that too. Yeah, no. Um, what he does really well is integrate stuff. Like he integrates the C- the, the CGI, the special effects they had in Back to the Future because it wasn't really CGI yet. Um, right, he, which makes it almost more like impressive because it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty damn good. It's very, yeah, it's very well put together. So he, he has the eye for it. He knows how to stitch it together. I think you touched on something really great there. And that's, you know, we talked about this before where there's this rumor going around that if Justice League doesn't perform the way they want, uh, if Wonder Woman doesn't perform the way they'd like, that they could use the Flash as a character, as a vehicle, to kind of reboot their own cinematic universe. Mm. And the way he would do that is by going to an alternate reality or jumping the timeline front or back because that's kind of in his skill set as a superhero. If you take that into consideration and then you understand that Robert Zemeckis has a lot of experience directing time travel sci-fi films, you know, I think it, I think it lends a little bit more credibility to that rumor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not an insurmountable task. Uh, the, the way it's going right now, the way the Justice League kind of movies are shaping up, it's like eh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving, a lot of big moving parts. This one is like he can he can pretty much handle it. Uh, I think Robert Zemeckis definitely does have the ability to do that. Yeah, it's definitely in his wheelhouse, you know, and and so I'm, I'm really on board with this. And, yeah. and, and you know, we've talked before about Marvel really getting great directors and actors to be in their films. But if, if DC, if Warner Brothers pulls this off. I mean, kudos to them. That that's a legit, like head turner to me. That, yeah. That's really somebody that I feel could do some some really cool stuff with that character. Man, Joss and now Robert Zemeckis. Well done, DC. Yeah, yeah, right. Man, that would be, t- you know, tip to that, tip of the hat, tip of the hat to DC and Warner Brothers. Um, okay, here's a bit of fun news, because it's again, it's just a rumor. Really, it's just a wish at this point. <laughs> but it's been floating around the internet that none other than WWE superstar The Miz wa- wants to play Booster Gold if Booster Gold ever gets put into the DCEU, either huh. via or, or maybe not even the you know the movie wise, maybe on a television show. But it's a DC character. He's typically palled up with uh, Blue Beetle in the comic book. Um, he's, you know, the last time we talked about Booster Gold on this show, there was some fanfare about Nathan Fillion being Booster Gold. Hmm. Um, so for those that don't know, Booster Gold is a character that is from, oh, and I'm going to get corrected on this. I know I am, but it's, I want to say he's from the 24th or 25th century. Um, he time travels back in time. He actually doesn't have any superpowers or anything. He, <laughs> he just has gadgets from the future oh. that make him, like, you know, more powerful now. In I, thought just, I thought it was just, he knows the outcome of every sporting event. <laughs> he's got the almanac. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this, the sporting gray or sports grays almanac, um, or gray sports almanac. So, you know, it's kind of funny. And, you know, Ig actually messaged me as soon as this news hit. I'm not even joking. He messaged me and he goes, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but I'd totally watch that. Like, I'd totally be down to see how that played out. Um, 
So the kind of funny thing is that the character that this guy plays, his name is Mike Mizian, I think is his last name, uh, in hmm. real life. His wrestling persona is a guy who's a Hollywood actor. Because um, he has been in some films and, and whatnot. But he's his, on, was it like Road Rules or something like that? He's, yeah, and he's originally real from like Road Rules uh, Real World Challenge, you know, or one of those shows. Um, but even back then, he used to talk about wanting to be a wrestler and an actor. <laughs> So he's doing it. I mean, kudos to him. Um, but his wrestling, his wrestling character is somebody who is a Hollywood actor. You know, like he plays up that part of his okay. real life persona. Um, and and that character is real pompous and kind of arrogant. Um, and that's kind of how Booster Gold is portrayed in the comic books as well. So it, actually, it's a pretty good fit. And he kind of looks like yeah. him. Yeah. You know, like uh, if you see look if you look at Booster Gold on your on your phone, uh, you'll see an image of him. He kind of looks like Miz. Like they do look alike. So, um, I, 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 you know, I'm as onboarded that as I can be without mm-hmm. being a big Booster Gold fan. Also, don't really know how much money they want to throw behind Booster Gold at this point. <laughs> but I, I'm down with this though. Like more, because I kind of missed my chance last week with the whole you know, Rock playing uh, what Black Adam. Uh, right. If DC wants to just kind of use all the WWE talent for their future kind of superhero movies, that'd be a perfect fit. Um, they should do that <laughs> because these guys, they know how to act like cartoon characters. And that's essentially what you put on a film. So more of that, I think that has a better uh, chance for making any kind of, you know, one-off character very successful because they, they know how to engage with the audience. Like, you know, that's what they do. Yeah, no, I, I think you're 100% right. And for those that are, like, naysaying or shaking their heads right now, and they're like, oh, come on, wrestlers being a bunch of the characters in the DC Universe, uh, The Rock is literally the highest-paid actor in Hollywood right now, and he's the biggest draw in Hollywood. Um, Fast and the Furious just debuted as the highest-grossing inter- like international film of all time. Um, so it definitely can be done. You know, you just have to have the right people, the right writers the right directors utilizing those those actors to their full abilities um and plus black adam in the dc universe booster gold in the dc universe you might have the rock versus the miz so you're gonna you're gonna pull in dc fans wrestling fans who are different demographic rabid rabid wrestling fans you know that that could help you your financial bottom line just saying um, but yeah, for something as weird and small as this is, I think it could be, it's it's tricky. Like, I think it could be really significant for Warner Brothers if they go in that direction. Now, granted, this is mostly just the Miz putting that out there at this point. But <laughs> Nobody wants it but him. <laughs> but I think, I think they would do themselves a favor if they did kind of look at it at least. You know, kick the tires. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, until next time, that is it for Casting Corner. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come back to it, of course, and with all the latest, greatest rumored casting and directing news. Uh, jumping into a different medium altogether, we got a first look at gameplay, a trailer, a couple of trailers, and... Um, I mean, I guess like a treasure trove of editions <laughs> of Ugh. the Marvel Infinite video game. 
This is the video game that's in a line that Capcom has been putting out since, I think, the mid to late 90s. Yeah. Uh, this would be the fourth one in the series. And the Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. And, you know, I think it's kind of funny is that they just, they've taken the Capcom out of the title. I just realized that. Or is, it, is it Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite? Yeah, that's okay. how it is. Okay, okay. All right, because I was going to say, like, Capcom obviously <laughs> knows the cash cow is in Marvel at this point, not in their own brand. Um, Sad but true. But here's the cool thing. Uh, now, granted, this also is going to talk to a disturbing trend in video games. Now, we don't talk a lot of video games here on combo Characters, uh, but we do touch on it from time to time. The deluxe edition of this game. <laughs> the extended cut Blu-ray. The extended cut Blu-ray game version of this game uh deluxe edition of this game is going to come with the game steelbook for the game four separate statues um downloadable content which should already be on the uh, disc but whatever it probably, it probably is you just have to down pay five dollars to unlock it oh it's such yeah, a no it's on there it's on the it's on the disc you get some extra costumes but probably, and I use this pun so purposefully. Uh-oh. Pun fully intended. The jewel. Oh, no. Of the, the, of, of the package, the piece de resistance, is a set of infinity stones that glow. So you actually get the infinity gems or infinity stones in like a little box. Along with the statues and everything. It all sounds great. And it does look pretty cool. And for those people that like to collect that kind of stuff, you're probably going to be in for a treat. However, I do want to let you know that this is going to set you back two bills. All right? That's going to be $200. (laughs) That is a car payment for some people. (laughs) That is like a student loan payment. That's groceries. That's... That's a lot of things. That's a, it's a big of, chunk of change. It's, it's a big chunk of change. Um, we just wanted to bring it to y'all's attention. If you weren't aware, definitely check out the trailers. We'll probably put them in the in the thread on the Facebook page for everyone to check out. The game looks interesting. Uh, you and I talked off air kind of about the art design. Mm-hmm. It's a little hit miss. I feel like somehow they've taken a step back, even though yeah. this game is coming out like five years after the last one or however many years it's been. It's so been like it's, seven. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind yeah, of weird. It, it's it's Capcom's fault. <laughs> it's 100% on Capcom. Uh, nobody saw this coming. Everybody was caught off guard at the end of December by this announcement that we actually get another versus title. Out of Capcom because Capcom has been uh, kind of dying. They really haven't been doing the best decisions, even with Street Fighter. Street Fighter Five that came out last year, and uh, it was kind of a broken game <laughs> when it came out. It didn't have much of the features that you expect from a traditional fighting game. Um, you could basically play online, and that's about it. Um, so they kind of over the year they did kind of put out more content and stuff, but it's kind of like again the disturbing trend of releasing half of a product first and having you pay full price for it and then releasing a little bit more of the full game that you should have gotten at launch and, you know, keep paying us for it. Uh, it looks like they're going to do the same system here. Um, 
When's Marvel? That question's been answered. It's going to be September 19th this year, which for from announcement to a release date, it's a very short window for video. Yeah, games. I was going to say, that's not, a, that's not a long turnaround, which is probably not a good thing for all of us, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, so uh, with, uh, I'm glad they're trying <laughs> to use the, the Marvel license again. Because the best part about Marvel's Capcom series is just seeing all these different characters interact in a way you never thought they would. Um, I'm, I'm sure X-23 got a bunch of fans just from being in Marvel's Capcom 3. Um, it, it has that power to take you know some kind of more obscure characters and make them like really noteworthy. So I hope they do well with this. Uh for the for the license issue, <laughs> I, I almost hope Capcom <laughs> loses money and just dies, and ha- you know they can become something else. They can revamp themselves and focus, you know, better at making games. But that's my issue. So <laughs> let me let me ask you something here, because I, yeah. I, I feel like you would be able to answer this. If you could take the Marvel license away uh-huh. from Capcom uh-huh. and give it to a different studio developer, video right. game developer, who who would you put it? Who would you give it to? Blizzard. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! One hundred percent. Yeah. Blizzard, because understand this about Blizzard uh, for you, it, for all the non-video gamers out there. I know there's a lot of crossover between comic books and video games, but the Venn diagram doesn't cover all. Um, Overwatch, like the best game of last year, the most popular game. I think it's moved about twenty-five million units. Overwatch was what happened when Blizzard failed at a project. They originally planned like a multi, uh, massively multiplayer online game called Titan, and that kind of have, had some of the same qualities of Overwatch, but it was really, really different. Um, they scrapped that after about a couple years of development, and they told the developers, "You have four weeks, try to you know save this project. You can rebrand, you can do whatever, but four weeks, or we'll, we're disbanding the team and moving you guys everywhere else." They kind of sat down, they worked it out, they came up with Overwatch in those four weeks. Overwatch is a triumph. <laughs> it's so much fun. It it's basically really the Avengers. Fun. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time, how when we're playing, we have these moments where it's like, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool if right now instead of this character you were Hawkeye mm-hmm. or instead of this character you were the Hulk Iron or instead man. of this character you were Iron Man? Like, it would fit so perfectly just even with a reskin. Yeah. And ah, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. 100% true. I even- they could keep it as a fighting game because um, that's one of the things I think Blizzard's actually put interest in because they you know they they like to be ambitious. They like to like oh let's do a massive multiplayer online game. Oh we created World of Warcraft. Uh, let's do a, a card based game. Uh, oh we created Hearthstone. Uh, <laughs> so they're really ambitious. I think they just they take uh, they take to it like a fish to water. Yeah, that's a great answer. I didn't even I didn't even thought about them, but uh, yeah. So we'll see. I guess everyone don't buy this game. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> Support it! <laughs> no, don't buy Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Let them fail. <laughs> Let them eat dirt! You know what? Watch watch the live streams. Watch, I'm sure there's gonna be, it's going to be at Evo. Uh, yeah, more to come. Uh, it's going to be fun, regardless of how jaded I feel. I, I just want Blizzard to have it now. I really Rock, do. Watch the trailer at least, because Rocket Raccoon talks to Mega Man. That's good. That's a good little bit that they do. At the end there. We'll throw that in the thread as well. Okay, uh, last bit of news before we get into the, the game portion of this week's podcast. Uh, and we are definitely going out with a uh, with a whimper, I guess. <laughs> much, like, much like the topic that we're about to talk about. So, to no one's surprise, mm-hmm. Powerless 
the NBA, and I'm using air quotes here, sitcom. NBA? I mean, NBC. Man, that that show would have been a million times better <laughs> if we had the TNT crew. Like Kevin Garnett <laughs> just yelling. Okay, the NBC sitcom Powerless about a group of people working for Wayne Industries trying to come up with uh, various gadgets to help the citizens of the DC Powerless universe deal with the struggles of living in a world where there are superheroes and supervillains. Apparently... (laughs) Try and and stop them from becoming collateral damage. Right. Uh, Apparently they... the. The show is not powerful enough. Ugh. It really was powerless because it's been taken off of NBC's schedule. Oh. Uh, it's pretty much a death nail. Uh, there's rumors that they might try to move it somewhere to a different night temporarily. It's, it's look, the show's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to die. I think we talked about this before with the show, before it came out. We almost and had money on it. My yeah, my theory was that it wasn't going to make it a full season, and uh, I I think it's going to end up being true. Um, yeah. Show is very problematic. I'm not surprised to see this happen. I actually don't even really want to talk about it all that much. Uh-oh. Uh oh. There's an episode that I haven't seen yet that has come out recently. I will check it out just because, and maybe once they officially cancel it, we'll do like a small retrospective on the show for anyone that might care. But here's my biggest problem with all of this. Uh, Marvel was developing with uh, ABC Studios for ABC, the network, ABC. They were developing their own show called Damage Control that was going to be an office-like documentary-style comedy about an insurance company that dealt with collateral damage in... I guess the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I believe they uh, had some of the people with either Parks and Rec or um, The Office I'm not I'm not saying like Greg Daniels necessarily but like or Mike Shore but like other people involved sort of attached to it ultimately Marvel uh, walked away from the project because they got wind of powerless. It was already like the powerless was already further along and they thought it was too similar mm. in terms of concept, but powerless ended up not being that at all. <laughs> right. it, it sort of ended up, ah, it's like a cross between it. Powerless was like a shitty news radio meets a shitty scrubs <laughs> show, oh, no. but said oh. in the DC universe. I mean, and I love a lot of the people that were on Powerless, you know, so I'm not hating on the actors necessarily. Uh, But that's ultimately what came to fruition. And Marvel just stepped away from it completely. So I'm really mad that we never got to see the Damage Control show, which if it was The Office set in the MCU universe, I think would have been amazing. Hmm. Any thoughts on Powerless and its brief blip in the superhero annals of... (laughs) <laughs> what what is our current nerd universe, Chris? Yeah, um, man, they they did try to take a more lighthearted tone in the DC universe for that. I'll applaud them because that's where you know it needs to reside. It needs to be not as dark and gritty as the Zack Snyder stuff. Um, yeah, it, I think the problem was that they really kind of like scope. They they didn't really uh, 
involved the the universe at large they had to play with. They kind of didn't use a license. Um, they really dealt with more like you know physical threats. Not uh, if they incorporated a little bit more of a mystical threat. <laughs> no. Then maybe, then maybe they would have had a Wong of a chance. They would have been stronger like Wong. They would have been uh, Wong strong. No. Hashtag Wong strong. God. Hashtag Wong strong. Oh, no. Oh, man. There he is. Wong making an appearance yet again on comic book characters. Most, probably the most recurring character <laughs> on the show now. Beat out Eugene. <laughs> I just love that his actor's last name is Wong. <laughs> it's the perfect casting. It's just typecasting. It really is. It's the worst typecasting of all time. Okay. Shout out to Wong, though. What is up, Benedict Wong? How are you doing? Huge fans. Huge, huge fans. Okay. So so that, that ends the portion, the news portion of this week's combo characters. Now, we're going to we're throwing back to an old school favorite. Um. This actually goes all the way back to Tango and Cast days before oh, wow. combo characters was a thing. Um, and this has kind of been a remodified version of, of a game that we used to play on that show. But on this one, uh, Chris and I are each going to take turns. We each have three characters, three real comic book characters. They really exist in either the uh, Image, DC, or Marvel Universe. And we're just going to give each other the name of that character, and then the other one has to guess what does that person do? What are their powers? Maybe what is their backstory? Can you guess any of the things? And then we just, you know, give each other a point or a half a point if you get kind of right. close. Uh, and then but, the winner I, at the end I, wins. And doesn't really, right? Honestly, it doesn't really matter who wins. It's just it's just more like, here are these ridiculous characters. <laughs> ridiculous because we all know the... Standard character. We all know the the top the top tier characters from all the comic book world. And today is the internet's declared it uh, superhero day. Yeah, National Superhero Day. So maybe some of the more obscure ones get the get a little bit of the limelight today. I I think you said this off air, but like you're right. Who is deciding all of these days that are <laughs> happening now? There's a lot of them. It's Domino's Pizza Day, guys. National Domino's Pizza Day. Like, can we can we like certify a comic book characters day? Like. Get our own day? That'd be pretty sweet. Hmm. Is that a thing? Anyway, yeah. Chris, since All I right. think this is your first time playing the game, uh -huh. do you want to go first or do you want to to start first? I will like, ape your example. Uh, I will guess first. You will guess first. Okay. All right. Your character, the first character name for you mm -hmm. is Sir Rise. Sir Rise. Okay, what oh. he do? Okay, Sir Rise, also, by the way, uh, because this is something that Ig and I ran into because of how ridiculous these characters' names are. You, I, I'll, you're allowed to ask uh, how it's spelled. So in okay. this case, I'll volunteer that for you. It's C-E-R-I-S-E. C-E-R-I-S-E? All one word? Yeah. Okay. So it's not like Sir Rise. Like... No, yeah, he's not from the medieval times. Right. I think this might be a female character, actually. Okay. All right. Uh, what she do? What she do? Oh, oh, I'm supposed to. Yeah. Pause it. Okay. Um, Sarai's. Let's see here. She is the reason why uh, virile men wake up uh, excited in the morning. So she has like pheromone powers. Yeah. 
I mean, that's not out of the question. There are plenty of characters in both in Image, DC, and Marvel that can do that sort of thing. So, uh, is that your final answer? That is okay. Incorrect. Uh, oh. But nice guess. I like where you're going with that. Sarise is a uh, a member of the Shi'ar Empire who hid out on Earth, joined Excalibur, the British mutant team, okay. and dated Nightcrawler. Huh. Yep. It's Nightcrawler's boo, yo. Before, she was able to pin him down. Before being pardoned for her crimes. Her power set includes something called blast power, energy-based constructs, energy manipulation, All right. energy shield, and flight. Okay, flight. <laughs> Stacking oh, that one on. At the wait, end. wait, wait. Sorry, there's one more. Mm. This is my favorite. Yeah. Gadgets. <laughs> so I might not be wrong with the first with my guess. Oh, oh, I guess so. <laughs> depends, depends where she's shopping for those gadgets. A lot of hand warmers. What? Yeah. Uh, all right. So no points for okay. you on that one, though. Unfortunately, uh, ah. go ahead and name my first character. Need to guess. All right. Uh, from the universe, would you like that too? He is from the Marvel universe. Uh, this character's name is Mandrill. Mandrill. See, like this is one I think either Ig and I, Ig or I picked at some point. <laughs> but because these characters are so obscure and random, I I don't remember who this is. So, um, Mandrill. Mandrill. Yes, spelled uh, commonly. One word. Uh, what he do? M a n d r i l l. Yes, sir. All right, Mandrill. Okay, I got it. I got it. Mandrill was horribly mangled in a construction accident Ooh. from a fight that stemmed from a fight between a hero and a villain. And while the hero was able to save Mandrill's life, he did lose one of his arms. They then, uh, he was then approached by a mad scientist type character mm -hmm. and they replaced his arm with a drill. So he literally has like a spinny cone Ooh. thing at the end and his ability and he's real pissed off about this whole situation as one would be uh, is that he, he can burrow into shit like he burrows into a wall and takes the wall out or, you know, he wants to burrow into Falcon or whoever. <laughs> All right. Um, OK. Uh, locking that in. Locking that in. Nice. Uh, incorrect. Ah. Uh, but you weren't far off with his origins a little bit. Uh, this character was uh, the son of a. Let me see here. His son of a. This is just of some kind who was uh, exposed to radiation, and uh, due to his freakish appearance, his father drove him out to the middle of the desert and left him at ten years old. Um, <laughs> it's real dark. Wondering. Yeah. <laughs> not a good. Not a good time. Um, but while out there, he did meet some other girl who went through the same process uh, of being abandoned by their parents. Um, uh, also being exposed to radiation. What? So they, they <laughs> so a lot of coincidences there. <laughs> and they, they form close friends. They, they consider, some, consider themselves siblings. Um, let me see. His powers are... Uh, oh, like you said um, earlier, that there are some... Superheroes who can't control other uh, the opposite sex, or they can 
uh, allure people. He does uh, control women with his pheromones. Oh, wow. Mandro. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> started off rough. He, Look, he started well, at the bottom, but now he's here. But here's the thing. That name, wildly inappropriate, if that's what yeah. his power is. It's like, Marvel After Dark. I mean, that's. He must have been created in the 70s, right? Like, that's like definitely like a Coke-filled <laughs> binge creation of a character to make him be- have that power and name him Mandrill. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. I don't think he actually has his date of creation, but I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, 73. My bad. It is 73. Yep. You're right. Uh, he, his powers include. <laughs> so knowing, knowing his primary, po- primary power, his other powers include agility. Uh, you got to be agile. Uh, I mean that's Berserk. just a, that's just a byproduct. <laughs> <laughs> Berserker strength. Uh oh. I mean, hammer don't hurt it, him. Yeah. Uh, chemical secretion. Oh. Okay. <laughs> just stop there. That's fine. Just. Mm. I got more. <laughs> All right. No, that's fine. Just. It's it's probably the best I stopped there because the last one's unarmed combat. Um. <laughs> Punches and kicks. <laughs> He's, he's a bunch of some kicks. Okay, you're, so no points for me. That's no. amazing, yeah. though. Uh, your your second character has uh-huh. two names. Okay. All right. I'll give you his one name, and then they also gave me like a parenthetical second name. I just love the second name, so I'm gonna throw it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the heckler. Okay. Also known as. The big heck. Oh no! <laughs> what do you do? Oh man, uh, this guy started off as an internet troll on Twitter. Um, he was a, he's a he's a new millennial who think uh, it's the funniest thing to call yourself like a bird lawyer, and uh, that's a thing I think. Okay. Uh, he also considers the word heck be really really offensive ironically of course um it was all going well for him but then twitter fingers turned to trigger fingers and uh he caught one he caught a hot one um which also kind of landed landed him in a, in a vat of not acid but of a base substance <laughs> uh, so uh <laughs> plot record scratch it's the plot twist so, <laughs> instead of being a joker he's a heckler oh um, my god what instead of acid, it was a base. He he actually uh, likes to much like a cooler in Vegas. He'll go into any situation, and he has the power to immediately dampen the mood, immediately fucking buzzkill everything. And that's all. That's it. I mean, he's, he's real angry at the world. He's you a know. Teenager. You know what? What's I'm up? gonna I'm gonna give you at least half a point. I'm gonna all rate right. it, and you, I might give you a full point. <laughs> I'm not even joking. As ridiculous as everything you just said was. Here we go. <laughs> Stupid game. Stu Mosley has an amazing ability to arrive at a desti- uh, destined location at the right time. In other words, he's a very he's a very punctual guy and <laughs> hates to be late. As the heckler, he has an amazing ability to piss off a lot of people. To piss a lot of people off, mainly uh-huh. bad guys though. By constantly mocking and making fun of his opponents. Oh, snap. On the other hand, a lot of people, mainly his fans, find him extremely funny. <laughs> now, here's the best part. This is like his best his best of hit list right here. Uh-huh. Heckler, also a master of disguises, 
is also a master of disguises and once put on a purple dress over his regular outfit. Oh, and, no. And cunningly deceived the intergalactic cosmic clown into believing that he was not, in fact, the heckler. <laughs> Come on, man. I, you get the point. You get a full yes! point there. Right. Full point. <laughs> God, All right. Good is... times. Wow. All right. Are you ready for your round, sir? Yeah. Okay. Your character's name is Nasturth. Can you spell that for me, please? Yes, I can. Uh, N, apostrophe, <laughs> A-S-T-I-R-H. Oh, man. When there's an apostrophe after the first letter, so you know something bad's about to go down. <laughs> so knowing that, what do you do? All right, right off the bat, Whatever that character's name is, I've already forgotten. Nastirf is an alien. Uh huh. Um, All right. Because he's an alien, I have no idea what his background is. Uh, he, he's okay. Can I, is he a Marvel or a DC character? He is Marvel. Okay. He is a. Um, he is a warrior from the Kree alien race. He's long been in odds with the Shi'ar Empire. Hmm. He has energy manipulation as a power. Okay. And can create a ener- energy barrier for himself, acting almost like a shield. And he also can uh, shoot ener- energy blasts. Ooh. And uh, and I'm gonna go on a limb here and says and say he can fly as well. All right, uh, man, maybe half a point. Okay, uh, because you did not get his origins correct, but you did get most of his powers down. Um, yeah, very good job on that one. Uh, uh comes from Inferno. Um, he is a demon. Okay. <laughs> he's a demon lord of limbo infected with a techno organic virus that's the worst kind yeah I mean it's like a virus in both senses of the word um, so his he's actually kind of like Littlefinger if you're familiar with Games of Thrones uh, true believers uh, he is a manipulator he doesn't really engage much in combat but he does have um, an er- energy absorption flight force field um, size manipulation he's a manipulator so he likes to toy with people's minds and like kind of build them up to try and do his bidding for him without them without him even knowing but uh yeah so not bad you got his powers but not quite his origins okay i'll take it i'll take the half point there all right are you ready for your last character boy howdy yeah okay this one this one <laughs> i have to admit this one is probably not that hard but i just you'll see why all right. The, your character's name is. <laughs> okay. Your character's name is Orphan Maker. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest timeline. <laughs> Spelled commonly, no fucked up. Uh, yeah, just like two words. Orphan, orphan ma- oh, maker. man. Oh, my God. 
All right. Um, DC or Marvel? He's Marvel. Okay. Uh, Orphan Maker is a villain from uh, Luke Cage's kind of series. Um, he is not the best father in that he makes a baby and then leaves. Um, he, he makes a lot of orphans. He, what, he used to play for the NFL, uh, but after, catching, after blowing a rotator cuff, uh, he decided to try hockey instead. After that, uh, he kind of, it wasn't for him. A little too cold, a little too Canadian. Uh, he tried NBA. Actually, he was really good. It, it was the 80s. He was lockdown defender. He kind of threw, you know, he could throw the bows. Um, he went around the country a lot, uh, just spreading his uh, influence <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for that, uh, he is a drain on the legal system. <laughs> Nobody can pin him down for the alimony money. Uh, or the <laughs> so he's a, so he's a, he's an arch nemesis of Matt Murdock, not Daredevil, <laughs> yeah. right, just right, Matt right. Murdock. Matt Murdock, uh, <laughs> and Luke Cage is you know uh, he's not enough of this shit. He's sort of too many people. Uh, he he got to pay what he owe. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Is uh is that your final answer? <laughs> Locked in. Okay. <laughs> as as wildly entertaining as that was, uh, it, that is incorrect. <laughs> Orphan. He's not a three-sport athlete. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not a triple threat. Uh, Orphan Maker is an enigmatic mutant whose powers, though somewhat unrevealed, remained after decimation. As a boy, he was nearly killed by Mr. Sinister. A character by the name of Nanny rescued and recruited him for her, for her team, the Lost Boys. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. Here's where it gets real dark, it's though. It's a vampire, too. Here's where he gets real dark. He kills the parents of mutant children, oh. creating more soldiers for oh. Nanny. His no. powers include blast power, gadgets, oh. implants, invulnerability, and something called longevity. Oh, no. Uh, see, I-, I wanted to go... I wanted to overreach and go funny on mine just because I knew the actual answer was dark. Uh, I'm happy to lose the point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So right now, as it stands, you are winning one point to, to my half a point. So I can right. either tie or lead win yeah. with a full point answer here. Who is my uh, last character? It's, uh, it's a, bit of, a bit of a softball now that I look at it. Uh, but your character is Wong. He's <laughs> <laughs> <is a> Wong. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? We all know who he is. He's yeah. not obscure at all. That's true. It's number uh, one. Number one on the list. Wong Strong! Put it on his shirt. <laughs> okay. Your character. Um, hmm, she has a real name and she has an assumed identity. Uh, let me give you her real name first. Okay. Lisa Warner. Okay. Her assumed identity, Lady Cop. Lady Cop. Lady Cop. Uh, she's she's DC. Okay. Uh, what she do? What she do? Lady cop, lady cop. Um, <laughs> she's a lady that also happens to be a cop. <laughs> but here's where it gets tricky. Yeah, right. Her, her origins. Uh huh. This is where the uh, this is where we determine points. Yeah. Her origins are from either the early '80s or like the mid to late '70s, uh-huh. where being a woman cop is considered on its face. <laughs> A super heroic effort <laughs> and ability because back then women clearly could not handle 
the physical strain of being a police officer in <laughs> 70s America slash early 80s America. <laughs> and, and she she rose above the rank and file mm. of her lady counterparts to not be a simple lady teacher, a lady librarian, or a lady babysitter. She went above and beyond and became what no one thought she could, no one thought she should, lady cop. That is my final answer. <laughs> All right. Um, let me see. Let me try to pin you down. Give me a year in which you, uh, she made her first appearance. Um, can I give you like a three-year range? Yeah, sure. S- between uh, s- uh, 79 to 81. Ooh, just outside. July 1975. Oh, uh, okay. That, I mean, uh, you got to count for a half point on that. Uh, because you exactly nailed down her creation story. Uh, Lisa, oh wait, I guess a full point, right? Lisa's roommates were murdered by Richard Speck-like killer when she hid beneath a bed. <laughs> so she had roommates, and she hid to avoid being killed. She told the police that all I could see with, of a killer were his western boots, white, with black skulls on them, um, and laughing about killing women like they were nothing but cards, aces of spades. <laughs> this incident leads Lisa to enroll at the police academy, and she stops a grenade-wielding madman at her graduation ceremony. In the second story, Lisa helps a young woman diagnosed with VD. In the final panel, she wonders if she'll ever find the killer in boots. Wow. Uh, she's appeared since uh, the 70s in the all-new Adam series in 2006. But, yeah, Lady Cop was a Lady Cop. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I don't know, man. So it's up to you. I mean, do I get a half point, full point? At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, let's go full point. Okay. Down. You know, Ig and I always talked about, like, a winner's, like, theme music, but that never happened. That was the thing that never happened. No. Uh, <laughs> so I just go, I'm the winner when I win. Uh, Let me I'm, see. I'm the winner. Wow. All right. Uh uh, <laughs> it's in the page. You wash your hands. <laughs> now we got to give you like a this week's winner on what he do, Alfred Arbizu. One point five points to one point. That was a very close <laughs> contest, as usually these always are. I always feel like the real winner is the listeners, though, because um, yeah. these characters are insane. They're real. They are real characters. Um. Honestly, I would love to see a Lady Cop reboot. Like, let's get Lady Cop number one on the newsstands, DC. Like, Mar- like, <laughs> all right, like Mar- actual superpowers this time. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. Marvel's having so many problems right now on the publishing side. Just DC, just take advantage of ah, it. Just throw it out hey. there, see what sticks. Like, uh, what's that girl, uh, uh, Jessica Chastain? Huh? She could be Lady yeah. Cop. Totally. You, if you get a chance, you should check out the Lady Cop cover. Uh, it's on Wikipedia. It's the first thing. Uh, she is taking a beating from a criminal. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, <laughs> she no. Not look She's good. just trying her best, man. <laughs> She's trying her best in a man's yeah. world, okay? Yeah. So just, <laughs> a, super, uh, a feat of superheroism. All right. Well, that brings us to a close of this edition of Comic Book Characters. We hope you all have had a great time. Let us know what you think. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Were the, were the highlights? Were the lowlights? 
What are some topics you'd like for us to cover in the future? Please hit us up on Twitter at CB Characters. Feel free to like us and subscribe to us on either SoundCloud or iTunes. Uh, leave a review. Uh, you know, we like five to, stars. Uh, five stars worldwide. Uh, we love to hear what you guys think, and uh, definitely love to hear what ideas about you know what things we could cover in the future for you all. Uh, and until then, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super, everyone. So long, guys. 